Flight Size Insights with Kantar Australia. This is Fritz with Kantar Australia Bite Size Insights. I'm here today joined by Ray Crook. Ray is Global Director of Innovation for Kantar. Hey, Ray. G'day, Fritz. Um, we're here to talk today a bit about the innovation side of the business and some really interesting things happening. Some of the benefits of innovation for businesses, tell me a little bit about what those are nowadays. Well, let's go back to why companies actually want to innovate. And there's two key reasons. One of them is about growth. It's about extending their portfolio, either volume or value that they're making. So basically the amount of sales that they're earning. But the second one is about revitalizing the brand. And if we go and have a look at some of the data we have from our Brand Z report, we see that those companies that innovate grow 273% greater than those that don't. So it's a powerful message there that we need to innovate. So if those are the benefits of innovation, what are some of the pitfalls, I guess, of innovation? Well, the big one is cannibalization, that anything that you launch out in the marketplace, there's a chance for it actually steals share away from your existing products. It's just the amount of steel it's going to get. But also there's an unspoken issue and that's around negative equity. So if you launch an innovation and it doesn't succeed, and when we have a look at the amount of launches out in the market, we see 90% of them fail. Now, that could actually have negative impact on the brand, particularly if it's a large failure. What are people going to now start thinking about um, the other products within the portfolio or other launches that it might have in the future? they're going to be a little bit more considerate about what they're going to do. Are they going to buy it? Is it going to have the same issues as the other ones that have launched? Mm. But you do actually have to innovate. I mean, um, have a look at some of the big companies that are no longer with us, like a Kodak or Blockbuster Video. If you stand back and do nothing, you're going to be overtaken and soon be obsolete. Mm. That's tough. I mean, I think it's really interesting, the idea that uh, the impact on the brand. I'm not, I think that's something that's not always considered in the innovation funnel. Um, where does it all go wrong for businesses nowadays when it comes to innovation, do you think? Well, there's a number of reasons of why innovations don't succeed. One of them is that companies just don't do their due diligence. They don't understand where are the, the opportunities for them to su succeed in the marketplace. Are they sizable? Are they going actually the after the right opportunities that match their business and whether they've got the capabilities there. I mean, that's one of them. Um, innovation budgets, um, that they don't have enough support for that innovation. When they launched, they, they're not attracting enough people to keep it surviving in that first six months, eight months, 12 months. Um, but there's a lot of other ones as well. They can be too reliant on their existing equity of the brand. So if they're doing an extension in a new category, um, they might be um, hoping that the equity, their core values of the brand are going to transfer into the new category. Now, the problem with this is that the, those elements, those values have to be important to the category of what it's moving into. I mean, there's a great example of Donald Trump launching a perfume. Now, the core values of, of Trump 
doesn't really come across into a premium perfume for that um, high profile business person. The equity just isn't there. So are there any other ways that things can go wrong? Yeah, there's a couple of others. Now, what we've seen in the last five years is that innovations need to get to market quicker. Now, in the past, it's been an average get to market speed of about 18 months. Now, there are some businesses through Asia that are now looking at getting to marketplace within three or four months. So you don't want to be left behind. Also, there is this belief from some manufacturers that just having a good product or even a great product is enough to put on the shelf. Well, it's not. The shelves are full. It's saturated of fantastic products. To get people to switch across to buy something different, it has to be exceptional. Great isn't enough for it to succeed in the marketplace. It must be different and it must be exceptional. But also, we innovate too rationally. The approaches that we currently use, we, we go through a process and tick off all the boxes, but it tends to be too rational, whereas consumers actually make a choice of whether or not um, it's appealing to them at a subconscious level as well, more emotive. So there's dual processing that consumers actually have, which we need to also take into account. Ray, can you tell me a little bit more about how Kantar addresses some of those big challenges with innovation? So of late, we've been looking at different technologies and systems um, to answer the manufacturer's needs. So one of them, and purely about speed, is that we're launching our innovation products on Marketplace. So now you can, as a, as a client or even as an exec, um, you can um, get onto Marketplace and launch your own studies and get results back within 24 hours if you want to. There's new modules that we're launching, new approaches, for example, System 1 uh, to assess all the non-rational responses that people might have. Um, we deliver results in terms of penetration so we can actually match the results against panel data and not be reliant on norms anymore. But we're also rolling out different approaches that take into account more of the real life scenario. So getting people to go through a, a purchase process which is more natural to them, like an e-commerce. Are they going to buy this new innovation on an e-commerce platform? And that can tell us a great deal about the potential of that product without actually biasing them by knowing what we're actually talking about. Um, there's other things that we're doing in using uh, virtual reality as well. Um, so there's a lot of different things there. We're also including brand impact in the work that we do. So as I said before, revitalising the brand is one of the big benefits of innovating. So across all our Evaluate suite, we're looking to understand, is the innovation going to grow the impact of the parent brand? Or is it going to actually have a negative effect? What, what's Kantar Marketplace? So Kantar Marketplace is a platform that Kantar houses. It's, it's like Zappy Store, where anyone can come on and commission their own projects without uh, the support of execs or with it, if you want. It's great to know that Kantar considers innovation within the brand environment. Can you tell me a little bit how Kantar Innovation considers the experience landscape? A product is only a product. What's going to make it successful is the experiences that consumers actually have with that product. So 
A great example for this is Ichiban beer with its frozen beer foam. So it's a great innovation and you can research it if you want. But what actually happened here is that they realised that Japanese love beer, but also the foam on top of the beer is just as important as the, the brown liquid itself. So they froze the foam and they served it on top of the beer like an ice cream swirl. Now with this, it keeps the beer colder for longer, but it is extremely visually appealing. Now with that, they created a whole activation experience. They had these pop-up stores with the same swirl on the stores. Um, they had these social events, which was all about that swirl and the coldness. And they, they encouraged people to have um, more of a social atmosphere and to encourage more social media sharing, generating millions of dollars worth of free communication. It generated millions of dollars of extra sales for Ichiban. It was a great success because they thought about how to activate the launch. Sadly though, a lot of the innovations through the development stage, the activation and the experience part of how it's going to be launched doesn't get thought of until the end. And by the end, it's too late to create something which is very innovative and can be something that can really push that social element with their consumers. Hey, thanks so much, Ray, for joining me. This is Fritz with Cantar Australia Bite Size Insights. Thanks for having me, Fritz.